Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hello and welcome to Stimming in Stilettos, where we honor the stories of minority women in STEM. I'm so glad that you guys have decided to join us today. Our guest is Salika Camacho. She's a former math teacher and elementary school principal with a passion to inspire a love of all things STEM. It is, or it was her experience teaching lower level students as well as those with learning disabilities that ignited the application of a holistic approach to teaching. By incorporating academic teaming, project-based learning and technology integrated instructions, students for, of all learning abilities became more engaged and excelled at math. As an educator, she believes it was both her liberal arts education and finance background that made her approach to teaching and learning vastly different from her experiences as a student. She founded PTKL Tutoring in Kissimmee, Florida to fulfill her purpose to apply psychological theories and research so as to improve, improve learning and instruction to help students and educators advance. She intends to impact education across the country so that American students become global competitors in STEM fields. And this is just the beginning. So hi, Salika, how are you? Hi, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I, I am really, really um, good and excited to um, start this conversation today. So, um, uh, tell, so I just, I really want you to start by telling us in your own words, you know, who you are, what you're about, where you came from, how you got here, all of those things. Well, I grew up as a military brat, so I think um, that's a very important aspect of um, who I am. I was born in the Bronx, um, but I didn't stay there for very long. I did have a little bit of experience traveling um, as a child. And so I really believe that aspect of my life is what shaped me and led me to where I am today. So my experience with learning was an interesting one, um, just particularly being a minority um, growing up. So, um, you know, when, I, when we traveled and the places that we lived, there were very few minorities. And so it made um, it made a very interesting and challenging learning experience. Um, and I truly believe that if things were different, I would probably have gone along a different path. But I I do enjoy every aspect of what I've experienced, which I'll share a little bit. Um, I've enjoyed every aspect of what I've experienced, and that is what actually led me to where I am right now with doing the tutoring um, business here in Kissimmee. My dream. My ultimate dream is to have a school, but also with the tutoring, I would like to have 
uh, a, I call it a lab, but I would like to have like an after school program that provides camps, you know, when students are on break, it's summer camps and different family activities just to inspire a love for STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And I want to inspire that in, um, you know, students who look like me and who look like you. And so that's really what brought me to where I am today. I could, I could, I could definitely be in other places, but I, I think this passion to, um, you know, just ignite a fire in many minority students is what leads me in where I am. I, I hear you, and I, it, it, I commend you because it's hard work, um, especially trying to put together um, what I would call quality programming in regard to STEM. Yeah. And, and putting them and making them available for our students. Like I, yeah. that is so a part of uh, who I am and what I wanna, what I wanna do uh, in my life. So I'm so, I'm just so glad to know you. Um, so Likewise. What, <laughs> what, what inspired, what, what definitely, um, what inspired your, um, your passion for doing this? Um, and you had we had mentioned briefly about so your educational journey to get here was was not necessarily the normal path. So can you tell us? Oh, definitely about that? not. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a I'm what was considered a career changer. Um, so I guess I can start from when I was a little girl. I remember being nine years old, and for me, everything has always been numbers. So like when I look at letters, I see numbers everywhere I look. Instead of seeing letters, I always see numbers. And I just had an affinity for math and everything, um, and especially engineering. And I remember being nine and telling my mom, hey, mom, when I grow up, I want to be an engineer and I want to go to MIT. I wanted to be a computer engineer and go to MIT. So that's what I told her. And you know how it is. Um, I have a very diverse background, but uh, I'll just particularly, both my parents grew up in the West Indies, but there's still more <laughs> to it than that. But um, and so it was like, as I got older, you know, went through school, high school, had to have straight A's because it was required of my mother. <laughs> um, and so she was like, okay, you know what, go to school and you're going to be a doctor. So I chose a, a college and I, for undergrad, I went to Hamilton College in upstate New York. And it was a liberal arts private school, which meant that there were, you know, about a hundred minorities in total. Um, and so along that path, I just really, I'm an, a very artsy person. So just the liberal arts opportunity to explore everything. I mean, I did Africana studies. I did, I studied Chinese, Mandarin Chinese for three years. I did calligraphy and I also was pre-med, but the greatest challenge for me was like, you know, organic chemistry, which people fear. And I absolutely love to this day, I would read an organic chemistry book when I'm bored. But it was me in a in a room full of uh, white males with a white male teacher. And um, I just, I learn differently. And so I think that's where my passion is for other students. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say that I have a learning, maybe I have a disability, but for me, I have to understand the concepts behind things. And so that has always been a challenge for me in school because teachers tend to take you know, when students ask questions, sometimes teachers take it as though they're trying to be funny or combative or whatever the case was. Yes, and it, and, it, and it wasn't the case with me because especially when you look at a student who's 
you know, I say I have a, a student in the class and I'm thinking, okay, they're trying to be a smart aleck and get aroused out of the rest of the students, which is something that I see with one of my own children currently. But for me, it was like, I remember we had a point where we had to learn, memorize these charts. And so he said, you can always do a bromination, a sulfonation and whatever. So I asked the, the professor, hey, you know, what is it about these particular elements that allows you to always, you know, oxidize them or whatever the case was. And he turned to me and said, you know, why, why do you always have to come with so many questions? Wow. And I mean, me personally, at that time, I was young and a little flippant at the mouth. So I said, <laughs> you know, at $32,000 a year, I think I can ask $32,000 worth of questions. But, um, you know, for me, I knew that what I couldn't do, I can't memorize charts. Like I have a, I can, I have like a photographic memory, so I can study my notes and I can like visually see my notes in my head, but I can't just sit down and memorize charts. If you explain mm -hmm. to me why I can always oxidize these elements, then I'm, listen, it's smooth sailing from there. But him saying that, it was, I don't know, it was a pretty detrimental. Um, and I was just over the whole pre-med track. I ended up, you know, going on and working in a hospital. And then I also realized that it, it was boring. You know, um, I later on went on into finance and I was, I did, a, I was a bond specialist for Bloomberg Finance and I enjoyed, you know, building out spreadsheets, writing mathematical formulas to help people trade mortgage backed securities. And that was, that was exciting for me. So get me behind a desk in Excel <laughs> and I'm a happy person. Um, so as time progressed and later on, I moved to Florida, had children and, um, just kind of needed a job where, um, a career path where I was able to spend time with my children because in corporate America, you know, doing bonds was fun, but I would only see them <laughs> on Sundays. Um, and so that's, mm -hmm. that's what led me really into teaching. And then when I got into teaching, of course, I'm teaching math because, it's the love of my life, right? And I get there and nobody likes math. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What's wrong with all these people? Nobody <laughs> likes math. You know, in my years, I taught about six years and I had, I taught one year, I taught a honor student and not even, not even my honor students like math. Okay. So I was like, listen, we have a problem here, but the thing about it is the arts and crafts aspect that I enjoy, the fact that I enjoy arts and crafts and I enjoy science is what really helped the students to get engaged. I mean, I would do um, uh, Thursdays, I would do like the mathematics of science, or we would do lots of hands-on. I would describe my classroom, I said, uh, you know, scissors, glue, construction paper, oh my. So anything, <laughs> that, <laughs> anything that got them working together as a team, you know, um, hands-on, um, for my middle and high school students, what I love to do, especially when we talked about functions, I would have them plan a party because, you know, they always want to say, hey, where can I use this in real life? Mm -hmm. So I would have them plan a party, which is a function, right, which is also a mathematical concept. And so just being able to incorporate real world activities, real life experiences and have them working in groups is what really made a significant um, impact um, in their understanding and love for math yeah I used to so do the same I, <laughs> I, I used to do the same thing so I taught um, high school mathematics for four years 
Um, okay. And it was this, it's the same story. It's like nobody, nobody likes math. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> except for me, because I was like, okay, I don't get it. Like these numbers make sense, right? And it, I only, exactly like these numbers make sense. So that was my whole thing. And and so what I learned is this. Of course, you know, you always hear it. Like, how does how am I gonna? I'm never gonna use, especially geometry. When am I ever gonna use these theories in real life? You know. And I would say, okay, so the, let's just break down math. For me, it was always about math teaches you how to problem solve. Here's what you know. You know there's a problem, there's a situation, there's an issue, right? You know that as your teacher, I'm going to give you some steps on, that teach you how to solve the problem. Then you're going to solve the problem. And I'm like, and that is, that's problem solving all day, every day, in almost every situation. So if you take nothing from these numbers on this sheet, that this is a function, maybe that we're doing a matrix problem, whatever it is we're doing, the, the situation is the same. Problem, steps to solve the problem, solve the problem. If you can, if you can learn that concept, then you've, you've, you've got math down. <laughs> and you can use this in your, in your everyday life. So um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just, yeah, so it's, it's so interesting that, you know, sometimes our past leads to our future. Um, so when you taught, um, how did you get into, uh, well, how did you move up to um, being an elementary school principal? I think that's so interesting. Well, I mean, I had decided, so this tutoring business, I, um, it was something, it was something I kind of was sitting on for a couple of years mm -hmm. and I kind of started it and then I was, I was mobile. So I was really, you know, out of, I would bring my van and I would have it filled with manipulatives in the back and I would, you know, go to people's houses or, so that was a challenge. Um, and so then I had an opportunity to teach at a, a Christian school, an opportunity came up for me to teach. Um, and so my my children were attending the school at the time. I really loved the school, and I was like, you know, just overzealous. <laughs> and so they needed a teacher, and I'm like, okay. I was afraid to teach elementary school. I can definitely say as a lover of middle school students, um, and the whole idea of teaching all of the subjects was just um, foreign to me, but it ended up being a really good time. Um, and then from there, um, the school needed a principal and they were like, hey, you know, you're active, you've been active in the school as a parent, as a teacher, you know, we need a leader. And so I stepped in and <laughs> took over for a little bit. Nice. So when you were yeah. in the classroom, though, were you able to incorporate all of the subjects so that students could see that there is a relationship between Oh yeah, social I studies mean, and 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 math and language arts. Of course, even when I strictly taught middle school, even when I strictly taught middle school math or high school math, I would go to the you know the other teachers, the other grade level teachers, and say, hey, every week, can you please let me know what are you teaching in social studies? What are you teaching in you know language arts? What are you teaching in science? And I would incorporate those things into my lesson plans. I'm a writer. I love, love, love to write. And so even when I was an undergrad, we had writing intensive courses that we had to take as a part of a, a requirement for graduation. I would take linear algebra <laughs> as a writing course. So I love to write and I incorporated 
you know, my students in math, they did lots of essays and the essays would incorporate mathematics, social studies, sciences, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's vital that students see how all of these subject areas are intertwined and I would always plan my lessons around them. So do you feel, um, do you feel that we um, as educators do enough of subject integration um, as a body? Not at all, not at all. I mean, I think the reason, one of the major reasons I stepped out of the classroom and um, I would say is because of, you know, teachers have a very, you know, educators have a very difficult time. It's a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to meet, you have, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you know, you have to meet these data demands. You have to meet the curriculum demands. You have to meet the demands of the standards, the administrators and the district superintendents, et cetera. And so many people don't even feel as though they have the opportunity to truly teach and to educate students because they're so caught up in the demand, you know? Um, and so a lot of times for me, it was important that I spend time getting to know my students and seeing their strengths and I utilize their strengths while teaching. So if I have a group of students where one is just like absolutely clueless about math, but he or she is a good artist, you know, I would pair them up with a, you know, with a strong math student, I would have an artist, I would have one who says, hey, I'm a great writer have that person in the group and make sure that I design my project so everyone is contributing. But on the other hand, you have teachers, I mean, when I was in the classroom, my thing was, this is, this is my kingdom, this is my domain. <laughs> so however, you know, however I run it, this is how I'm running it. However, right. my lesson plans flow, if, if the curriculum map says, you know, we're going to spend one week on this subject area, but I see that my students are struggling, and I know that you know, hey, they're good at this topic, then I don't mind extending the lesson a couple of weeks if that's what it takes to help them to succeed. And unfortunately, not many teachers have that mindset. And that is why I say I would like to impact both the students as well as an educators to empower them to say, hey, listen, this is my classroom and this is what my students need. If I'm able to help them understand foundationally, then the other concepts will come. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's one of the flaws um, in the existing system in terms of education is that teachers aren't necessarily, you know, teachers teach, right? And, and, or at least that's, I feel like that's the sentiment. Um, but when in fact that they, sh they are, they, yes, they teach, but they're the leaders in their classroom and nobody knows the students better than them. So if they say they need an extra day, they need an extra two days, they need an extra week, then that should be the case. It's, Especially in these times when the expectations are so high um, and we do we're doing all this testing that's supposed to tell us what the students are learning when we all know that that's really not how that, no test is going to tell you exactly what a student knows um, but a teacher can tell you um, you know because they spend you guys spent or teachers spend you know eight nine ten hours with the student every day so um, you would know what that student knows, what he or she they doesn't know, um, and then you know what you're taught. So um, I, I want to talk more about um, how you go about integrating um, your STEM, STEM or STEM concepts into what you do um, in your business. So currently, um, 
I'm working on the STEM integration. Um, basically, I do, like I said, I do a lot of the same things that I did in the classroom, I incorporate within um, the tutoring sessions. So for me, it's not, you know, a lot of parents come in and they're like, oh my goodness, my child is struggling in, in math and they need to get this homework done and they need to get, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know how it is. This homework is due tomorrow. We need to get it done. They have a test on Friday. We need to get this test done. Right. So I kind of, you know, make sure the parents are sitting in the waiting area um, in their lane and <laughs> spend a lot of time, <laughs> spend a lot of time just kind of getting to know the student and then getting to know what they, you know, what they, what they're good at, what their strengths and what their interests are. And from there, I really tailor and individualize um, the application of mathematics to the student. So it might be that they need manipulatives. It might be that we have to do an experiment for them to understand a concept. Um, So that's the way that I um, do the integration. Also, what I intend on doing, since I'm just getting started up, I intend on doing some, um, some camps. And some, you know, just like family activities for the community, some free family activities for the community where everyone is engaged and they can go around and see. I mean, one of my favorite things, I did a steam camp a couple of years ago, which was a lot of fun. One of my favorite things to do is make oobleck. <laughs> Parents don't like it, but they don't understand. Once it dries up, you sweep it up and you keep it moving. Right. So right. Um, that's the goal. I'm, right now I'm partnering with, um, I'll shout out Teach Them Younger. Um, I'm partnering with them. They do mentorship through sports, but we're also going to, um, I'll be working on the tutoring side because they have a requirement for their students. So I'll be working on the tutoring side and we'll get together and do steam camps and, you know, mathematics of basketball because they focus on um, sports. So I'll be mentoring, I mean, sorry, I'll be partnering with them um, to get some camps going as well. I'm also working um, on doing a, doing some series. So what I'm adding now currently is that we'll have like a finance series. So students will have a specific path. They can have a language path. I have one teacher who will be teaching Spanish so they can do the Spanish language path. We'll have the finance path and we'll also have the STEAM path. But all of those things will integrate into the subliminally, right? We'll be integrating STEM into all of those Mm -hmm. things. And so just to really pique the students' interest to know that, hey, like if if I'm cooking, and oh, I forgot my Miss Donnelly. So we'll have a cooking path as well. Mm-hmm. So all of those things will incorporate, you know, measurements and everything that has to do with, um, with STEM. So there'll be four different paths that they can take. I think that's really smart. Um, you know, of course, kids like options. Um, and for exactly. and, and even for those kids who are like, oh, you know, STEM is not my thing. Or even parents mm-hmm. are saying, I don't know about this. You know, everything doesn't have to be about STEM. Because, um, you know, I know we, there's several parents that I know are like, okay, if you talk to me again about STEM, like, I, yeah. But <laughs> understanding that it's sort of involved in, in everything right now, you know, everything. It's, yes. it's everywhere. Um, so you got to give them options, and I really like your options. So can you tell me where, um, if, if someone were looking for you, where they'd be able to find you right now? So if they were looking for me, they can find me at PTKL Tutoring. P stands for Potter, so Potter's Touch Knowledge Lab, PTKL Tutoring, um, on Instagram, on Facebook. 
currently preparing to release my website. Um, you can also email me potterstouchkc at gmail.com or call 407-434-9821. I am located in downtown Kissimmee at headquarters co-working. Shout out to Kelly Trace. We're located at 115 North Stewart Ave in Kissimmee, Florida, 34741. I'm also on LinkedIn. Awesome. So again, um, I hope I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to say all of that one more time, just so we can get it. Um, but we do want to thank <laughs> we do want to to thank our guest today is Salika Camacho uh, of PTKL Tutoring uh, for joining us today for this very interesting conversation about education in STEM um, and what she's doing for her community. All right, so Salika, give us your information one more time so that um, the listeners will be able to find you. Okay, and I'll talk slowly because I'm a New Yorker and my 10 years here in Florida, I'm still working on slowing down, but I figure I will rest when I die. So gotcha. you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at PT. KL Tutoring. You can give me a call at 407-434-9821. We are physically located at Headquarters Coworking in Kissimmee, Florida, 115 North Stewart Avenue. I am also on LinkedIn as Salika J. Camacho. Awesome. All right, so thank you guys again for joining us today on Stimming in Stiletto, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys once again. You can find us um, on, or you can find me on uh, Facebook at Dr. Tasha or Stimming in Stilettos. We both have a page, both of us have, you know, there's two pages. Um, on uh, LinkedIn, you can find me at Dr. Tasha. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Tasha 11 and on um, Instagram, I'm Dr. Tasha. Um, so looking forward to seeing you guys again, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until the next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos. <laughs>